following audio is from Crossroads Church in West Ossipee, New Hampshire. For more information about Crossroads Church, you can go to www.crossroadsossipee.com. Good morning. <clears throat> Turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 6, verses 46 through 49. And that's on page 863 in the Pew Bibles. Um, Over the last uh, few months, it seems like we've been talking a lot about uh, old-time Sunday school um, and flannel graph and and all of those sorts of things. Um, Well, today we're going to go whole hog. I would like to teach you... um, or maybe remind some of you of an old, old-timey old Sunday school song uh, that I remember from from my youth. And if you've read ahead and, and grew up going to Sunday school with flannel graph and all that stuff, you may know the song I want to teach you. Uh, the wise man built his house upon the rock. Uh, let's see if I remember the motions. And if you know different motions, just go ahead and do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not a lot of dancing around, I'm afraid. I've tweaked my back, so I'm not going to move around a whole lot. But uh, it goes, uh, the wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. And the rains came tumbling down. Sing it out. The rains came down and the floods came up. The rains came down and the floods came up. The rains came down and the floods came up. And the house on the rock stood firm. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. And the rains came tumbling down. The rains came down and the floods came up. The rains came down and the floods came up. The rains came down and the floods came up. And the house on the sand went splat. So I was, nope. I say no because there is a third verse, but it does not line up with the message of the scripture. And I'll, I'll explain that in a few minutes. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you so much that we can gather together in your name with joy, um, that we can sing our praises to you freely, we can open your word uh, and read your words and hear your message to us without fear of retribution. So Lord, we pray that we would not uh, take this for granted, but accept it as a gift and treat it as such. Lord, we thank you for your word. We pray that your spirit would guide us in it, that you would speak to us, Lord, remind us of your truth. Challenge our thinking, change our living for your glory and our good in Jesus' name. Amen. So as you may have guessed um, already, today's text from the Gospel of Luke concerns the wise and foolish builders. Um, The one who built his house upon a rock and the other that built his house upon the sand. So let's learn. uh, Let's look at the text and try to uh, try our best to discern the Lord's message for us today. Luke chapter 6, starting at verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not 
do what I tell you. Everyone who comes to me and hears my word and words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundations on the rock. And when a flood arose, the stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. I think what he meant to say was that house went splat. It's always our favorite part of the song. Now, again, just like last week, we can't remove this parable from its context. Um, Jesus had been teaching on blind guides and those who would follow them, uh, the hypocrisy of examining our brothers' and sisters' faults without dealing with our own, uh, the plank in our eye versus the speck in theirs, uh, and most recently, the good trees bearing good fruit and bad trees bearing bad fruit. And this parable here is closely related to that last one, the good trees um, and the good fruit, or knowing a tree by its fruit. Now, just to state the obvious, um, we all want to be good trees, right? That was overwhelming. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, we all want to be good trees. We all want to bear good fruit, right? And likewise, we all want to be wise builders, right? We don't, we don't want to build a house that goes splat, uh, even though it's our favorite part of the song. And uh, like I said, there is a third verse to that song, um, but uh, it's good at rhyming. It's a good point, but it misses Jesus' point. That one says, uh, so build your house on the Lord Jesus Christ, um, over and over and over again, uh, and the rains come down and everything. And the, oh, the blessings will come down as the prayers go up, right? Which is a nice sentiment. It is Mrs. Jesus' point in this text altogether. Um, uh, it's also um, tough to bargain with the Lord. I'll pray more if you'll bless me more. Uh, that's, that's a tough one, too. So we have to be careful about some of those things and not take them, um, not just take them without examining um, the truth through Scripture. So anyway, uh, that isn't what Jesus said. Jesus asked a very important and very introspective question um, right in the beginning in verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Why do you say, kudios, kudios, call me Lord and don't obey? Now, this is a question for us all to wrestle with. Um, and it's a, it's, a, it's a gut check. I mean, it's a kick in the gut every time I think about it. We all said that we want to be good trees, right? We all want to bear good fruit. And here's a question that will expose whether or not we are, in fact, a good tree and whether or not we can bear good fruit. 
J.J. Van Oosterzee, wrote that this question from Jesus exposes a fourfold relation to the Lord. There are men who, number one, neither say, Lord, Lord, nor do his will. Two, they say indeed, Lord, Lord, but without doing his will. Three, they do his will indeed, but without saying, Lord, Lord, upright but anxious souls. And four, as well do his will as also say, Lord, Lord. The last, the concurrence of deed with word is in every respect the best. Now, it's clear that two of these conditions uh, do not make for good trees. It's impossible to be a good tree without confessing Jesus as Lord. Um, without saving faith in Jesus, we don't get the, the Holy Spirit to live inside of us that will make our tree good. Right? He is the one that bears the fruit of the Spirit in us. It's the other two conditions that Jesus is most concerned about with his, in this parable. Saying, Lord, Lord, but without doing his will, and doing his will as well as saying, Lord, Lord. Did I say that right? Saying, Lord, Lord, but without doing his will, and doing his will as well as saying, Lord, Lord. Okay? As Martin Luther said, it is faith alone that saves but faith that saves is not alone. This is important for us to remember. So as we think about the wise and the foolish builders, what is the rock that the wise builder built on? Now, the song would tell us, build your house on the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that the foundation that this wise builder built on? You know me well enough. It's not a simple answer. It's kind of yes and no. I mean, yes, in generally speaking, the foundation, the rock is the Lord Jesus Christ. But very specifically, um, Jesus says, everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. So what's the rock? It's Jesus' words, right? That's very important. Other places in the New Testament uh, say that Jesus is the rock. He's the rock not made by human hands. He's the chief cornerstone that the church is built on with the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Um, and, and so it's not always the same, right? This is a, Jesus is using this in a different uh, using the rock in a different way. Here he says that the rock that the wise builder built on was his word, calling him Lord, Lord, hearing his words and doing them. Now I want to make, um, I want to point out that uh, Jesus does not make a distinction between the two houses other than the fact that one has a foundation and the other doesn't. Um, the reality is that this, um, this, this, this reality still exists in the world and most troublingly in the church, that there's a lot of houses built and we can't tell the difference 
between one that has a foundation and one that doesn't. One that's built on a rock and one that's just built on the ground. Here in Luke, he doesn't say sand. Matthew says sand, but it's the same story. There's no foundation at all. It's just like building a shed and out here by the river, right? If you build a shed out here on this river, on the ground, in the spring, your shed will belong to your neighbor because it will pick up and float away, right? Not one that is secured to a foundation. There are those who build lives of apparent faith, those who appear to have a relationship with Jesus because they do all the right things and seem to say all the right things. They faithfully attend church. Uh, They know all the words to the songs. They have a lot of scripture memorized and always seem to have the Lord's best interests at heart. They know all the right things to say. These are the folks that J.J. Van Oosterzee says, do his will, but without saying, Lord, Lord. We can go through all the motions. We can say all the right things and do all the right things and show up at the right places and avoid the wrong places and do all of that stuff because we want to feel good about ourselves or we want to appear to be uh, connected with the Lord But we aren't. So how do we know for sure which ones we are? Are we a house built on the, on the ground or on the foundation, on the rock? Christian Ludwig Kuard, a German Lutheran theologian born in 1793, wrote, On the confessing of Jesus Christ in Christendom, it comes to pass that one with many the confessing of Christ is wholly wanting, they deny the Lord. Two, with many this confession is the thoughtless language of custom, they are Christian in name only. Three, with some only an assumed pretense of godliness, we call them hypocrites. And four, with others a matter of the heart and expression of living faith, we call them true Christians. Well, all of that is well and good if you're into reading books from the 1700s. We still have to wrestle with the question, how do we really know if we are truly building our house upon the rock? It's when the rains come down and the floods come up and the house on the rock stood firm and the house built on the sand went splat. It's adversity that exposes the true nature of our building. Our house could look exactly the same as our neighbor's, but when the floods come up, which house is going to stand firm? It's the house that's built on the word of God, on Jesus' words. Adversity exposes the true nature of our building. I don't like this lesson. I don't like this. I don't like that this is true, but it is, and the Lord's not asking me how I feel about it. It's a difficult pill for us to swallow when the word of God says something that we don't like. I don't like the truth that adversity exposes what our houses are built on. I would rather that 
when life is easy, you can see my foundation is great and everything's great. It's great. Just Thanksgiving dinner every week, you know, but it's not. John Calvin wrote, true piety is not distinguished from its counterfeit till, till it comes to the trial. When the rains come down, what happens then? When the trials come, how often do we ask the question, why me? Lord, why is this happening to me? Lord, what are you doing? What is he doing but exposing our foundations? When trials come, we have nothing to fear if our foundation is built on the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's something we need to be sure of. I would challenge you and me, well, me first, to make sure that your foundation is already built on the word of God. So that when the rains come, you're prepared. You need to know. And you can know. When your behavior matches your purported faith. Now, I'm not saying that, that we can ever be without sin. We're, we're always going to make state, mistakes. We're always going to stumble. We're always going to slip. And God's grace is greater than all our sin. His, his death on the cross already paid for the sins we haven't committed yet. But we need to make the effort to build our house on the foundation that is the word of God. And that might mean sometimes we have to accept truths and realities that don't line up with our feelings, that don't line up with what culture tells us is right and wrong. We have to make hard choices about sticking to what the word of God says about things that make us uncomfortable. I think often we've fallen into the trap of thinking that um, just buying the line that if you give your life to Christ, everything's going to be okay. It's just going to be easy now. No problem. (laughs) Nothing could be further from the truth. Jesus never promised easy. He never said, it's all going to be okay. Right? When that trumpet sounds and the clouds roll back like a scroll and the Lord Jesus comes down and sin and death are no more, then it will be okay. Until then, it's going to rain. He never said it was going to be a piece of cake. Nowhere in Scripture are we instructed to just paint on a smile and trip around like giddy idiots. That is not honoring to Christ. We can deal with the realities that we're dealing with. We are, how's that song go? We're not happy plastic people under shiny plastic steeples, right? That's garbage. We can be real. We are dealing with hard times. God is exposing our foundations. And that work on us may be the thing that our neighbor needs, in order to see Jesus themselves. If our life is built on the word of God, if our understanding of the world is based on how God has defined it in the Bible, 
When trials come, our house will not collapse. Exposing our foundations is a good thing. And so our prayer should be, Jesus, bring the rain. When people walk away from the Lord because things didn't go according to their plan, like God somehow didn't come through for them in the way that they wanted, or someone who claimed to be a Christian did or said something awful to them in the name of Christ or in the name of the church, and they walk away because of that, that's evidence of a house with no foundation. That's a foundation built on people, built on the church or the people who call themselves the church or attend the church services. This is how we can measure what kind of tree we are and what kind of fruit we'll produce. If our faith is in Jesus and our life is built on his word, not just knowing the words, but doing them. James 1, through 25 says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forget what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. You can come and you can sit and you can listen to me preach week after week after week and read the word to you week after week after week. And if you turn around and leave and never think about it again until you show up here again, what good is that? You're like a person looking in a mirror and then walking away and forgetting what you look like. I can't think of a greater waste of time. Not just yours, but mine. I give you the scripture references every week so that you can look it up yourselves and see if I'm right. You can read it for yourself. You can see it in context. See what I missed. The Lord might have something totally different than what he shared with me to share with you. But if you don't read the word yourself, you'll never know. I don't. Maybe that's you. Maybe it's not. I'm not yelling at you. I am yelling at you, but I don't mean to be. Paul wrote in Colossians chapter two, verses six through eight. Some of my favorites here. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. So we're coming into a season where most everybody is a believer, right? This is Christmas time. Everybody can talk about little baby Jesus. 
And for some, that's just lore. Some, that's just a legend, just a reason to give presents. I don't know how it connects to the spruce tree in your living room, but everybody seems, in our culture at least, acknowledges that to a degree. But that isn't faith. It's no more, no more faith than agreeing with that Norse legends exist or Greek mythology. We have an opportunity to stand on the word of God and point to the truth of this season, the birth of Messiah, not just a baby, the son of God made flesh to take our sins upon his own shoulders, to pay the penalty that we deserve pay a debt he didn't owe so that we could be forgiven and be saved and have the opportunity to build our lives on his word. So that's the challenge. How firm a foundation, you saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this word this morning. We pray that you would help us to build our lives on your word. <coughs> Not just to do the Christian-y things, put on a Christian-y face. Just emptily spout that Jesus is the reason for the season. But may our faith be grounded in your word. That when trials come, we have nothing to fear. Because our foundation is built upon the rock. When things get hard, Lord, help us to turn to you. To remember what you have taught us in your word. What you have showed us is the truth. Help us, Lord, in those situations where things um, in the world and things, conversations with friends and family just don't line up with what Scripture really says about things that people assume it says things about. Give us the words to say. Holy Spirit, fill our mouths to bring honor and glory to you because you are glorified in houses that are built on a foundation that is your word. And that's what we want to be. Help us, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to participate in the mission of Crossroads Church through financial support, checks can be mailed to Crossroads Church, Post Office Box 576, West Ossipee, New Hampshire, 03890.